This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Live from the depths of the underworld, this week is a special edition of the Mansion Report! This week's host from PlayerProfiler.com, Matt Kelly. Later, John gets his show back. That says something nice. And Devin does a gift. Featuring Devin McIntyre and your Mansion Report band. And your host, just for tonight, Matt Kelly! Thank you, thank you very much, John. Members of the uh, Rotoviz Academy, uh, everyone, thank you for the, the warm welcome. We have a great show today. Hey, uh, Matt. And Matt, Devin is here with us. Matt, so Matt, I'm very excited. Matt, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, listen, I really appreciate you coming on, but uh, would it be okay if I did the monologue? It's just kind of my thing. Um, you know, I just got some jokes lined up, and if you don't mind, I'll just do the intro and we'll have you on later. Is that okay? That's fine, John. Oh, all right. Well, <laughs> thank you. That's <laughs> surprisingly agreeable. All right, uh, uh, Matt Kelly, everybody, thank you so much. We'll have him back in just a moment. All right, well, that was um, unusual and unexpected, but, uh, uh, yeah, uh, Matt Kelly, folks. All right, so, uh, Dev, uh, big news for uh, Rotovis favorite, uh, Will Fuller. Uh, I remember he had that uh, three-touchdown game a few weeks back, and I was looking into it, and apparently he came into the possession uh, of a, a, a cursed artifact. Oh, like a uh, like a monkey's paw or something like that? Uh, actually, yeah, exactly. A, a cursed monkey's paw, like that episode of The Simpsons. And he made a wish on that paw, and he asked to, to have a three-touchdown game, and, and that's exactly what happened. So I was surprised to see him drop uh, three touchdowns the following week, so I looked into that too. Uh, as it turns out, he got a little greedy and made a wish for two cursed paws. In Dev, a, a, a tough game to watch this week was um, Cowboys and Eagles. Did you see that one? Yeah, a total blowout. Uh, after uh, after that embarrassment, Philly they cut the, their 32 year old cornerback Orlando Scandrick. Uh, you know, you hate to see it, but honestly, you can probably see that coming. Yeah, I know. I haven't seen such a predictable corner cutting since this week's monologue. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep, we're doing these again. <laughs> Dev, how about this one? Um, did you see that uh, Odell Beckham Jr., OBJ? He got fined $14,000 uh, for his pants not quite covering his knees. Did you see that? Uh, yeah, he was posting on Instagram about it. It's uh, so unfair to me that they would find him for the only time he broke coverage all season. <laughs> hey, you know, uh, speaking of clothes, Dev, 
Uh, uh, you know how Juju Smith-Schuster, oh gosh, he's our favorite. Uh, you know how he's into those custom cleats? Uh, yeah, I see. Yeah, I think a lot of those social media guys, they're they're always posting. They have the, the uh, they can't wear them in the games, but they, they have them out in warm-ups and stuff. They're so popular. Like every morning you can see the pictures circulating. People have different causes. They make jokes. It's super fun. Uh, Juju's actually starting a new business where you can buy pairs of custom-made Juju cleats, and he might even have worn them in pregame warm-ups. Oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, where can you get those? Well, let me check. Let me check. Uh, uh, it looks like it's called the uh, Juju Smith Shoe Store. <laughs> Good work, Jeff. Good work there. You know what else we have to talk about, John? Big news for the Patriots. Yeah, no, that's um, that's a big deal. I'm guessing you heard about Mohamed Sanu uh, being traded to New England for a second rounder. Yeah, that's uh, a second rounder. That's pretty steep, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, for a, an older wide receiver, it's steep, but um, he does have that rocket arm. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, Josh McDaniels is he's drawing up some Tom Tom Brady go routes. <laughs> You know, speaking of the uh, Patriots, did you see that uh, uh, Jets-Patriots beat down? Yeah, it was a debacle. Monday night debacle. <laughs> yeah, it was It was a debacle. Um, everybody knows this by now, but I guess Sam Darnold was mic'd up, and, and you know, he's throwing passes all over the field, and at one point he said, um, he's seeing ghosts. I'm seeing ghosts, he said. Did you hear that? Uh, yeah, that's pretty spooky. Spooky stuff, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so, uh, Deva, what kind of ghosts do you think he was seeing, huh? Oh, I don't know, John. What, what kind of ghosts do you think he was seeing? Um, uh, I mean, I mean, Dev, I, we talked about this, and you said you had a Darnold joke and set you up a certain way. I, I... Well, well, I, I, did, uh, I did have a joke, John, but uh, I thought about it, and I, I thought I could do one better. Uh, guys, can we, can we play the... Yeah, so I made a, I made a gift from... The movie Ghost, uh, it's the famous pottery scene, and there's Sam Donald's, you see there on yeah. Demi Moore, and then yeah. the who's there behind him, John. Uh, uh, it's on Belichick. Yeah, it's, it's Belichick. There we he's, go. he's reaching behind, he's guiding. Um, Dev, this is, uh, I mean, the audience loves it, but I don't know if a gif is, is the well, best. Well, John, John, let me stop you right there. If you don't like that one, I made another one. Can, guys, can we roll the clip? There, it's okay, this one's from The Shining. Mm-hmm. And who who is there riding his big wheel down the hallway? Yep. That's Sam Darnold. Yeah. That's Sam Darnold. And I know where this we, is going. Mm-hmm. You see where? It's, it's the McCordy twins. The McCordy twins song. Don't scary. play with us. Don't play with us, <laughs> All right. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a good gift, man. All right. <laughs> All right, folks, we've got a great show for you tonight, as you've already seen and heard. Our special guest tonight is Mr. Matt Kelly, a.k.a. Fantasy Mansion, a.k.a. The Podfather. And in his honor, uh, we're doing a special segment called Hot Takes, Tirades, and Brunch. And we're going to talk about some chargers. Uh, Stick around. A quick word from our sponsors. Folks, if you want to support the podcast, make sure you head on over to rotoviz.com slash merchandise. We've got everything you could possibly want. There's hoodies, tees, even infant wear. And make sure you check out our proprietary male-enhancing Roto-Jizz formula for the man who is stuck with playoff James Hardon, 
but longs for Willer, fuller erections. Make sure you give it a look. And we're back, folks. Uh, uh, Dev, the most memorable game to me last week was uh, was the Chargers, Chargers-Titans. Did you watch that one? Uh, yeah, I did see that thrilling ending for the Chargers as usual. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, um, it was uh, uh, the most Chargers ending that could have happened. Um, uh, for those of you who weren't watching, the short version is, uh, and, and stop me if this sounds familiar, uh, the Chargers had been trailing most of the game, but uh, uh, victory was in sight. In fact, at one point, uh, they were awarded a touchdown, which was called back on a penalty, and they subsequently fumbled the game away. It was the most Chargers ending that, that the Chargers could possibly have accomplished. In fact, they had the touchdown on the board twice. Eckler scored, and they reversed it, and then uh, he was marked down at the one, and then Gordon scored, and then they reversed that, <laughs> and then they had the fumble. <laughs> so they literally thought the game was over and consecutive plays. It, it, it's People are shocked, but I was a Charger fan for my entire childhood and the overwhelming majority of my adulthood today, and this is the most familiar feeling. This is... Uh, this is a, 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 an old, worn-in pair of jeans to someone who knows this team. Um, you know, one of my friends asked me, because uh, uh, I'm a Browns fan now, would you rather see the Browns win uh, or the Chargers lose? And I hate to say it, but I'd rather see the Chargers lose. That was, uh, that was a fist pumper for me, Dev. I, I loved that game. <laughs> so you, you totally switch roles where you go from being the Chargers fan where you know they're going to blow it somehow to just sheer delight watching these games where <laughs> they, they've got the ball with 10 seconds and four plays to win it. And you're just like, this is going to be the most exciting loss. The, the Chargers can't stop themselves. And then they do it. And then it happens. It's you, like, uh, it's all roll, just playing out before your eyes. Like it's already written though. You actually highlighted. So, uh, I am having more fun watching the Chargers now than I did for 30 years. This is this is by far the most enjoyment I've had uh, watching the Chargers. You know, a special bit from that game, uh, we finally got uh, Ryan Tannehill out on the field. Uh, wide receiver, Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mariota got benched in the previous game, I guess. And so th this is especially delightful because Chargers fans – I mean, there's, you know... Chargers like fan. A, I think they should yeah, exactly. one or two. It's perhaps singular, but, the, you know, if, if you were rooting for them, maybe you had money on the game, you were like, <laughs> this is the one. Because Ryan Tannehill is, is taking over. So what, you know, what are the Titans possibly going to do? They're a team going backwards. Like, the Chargers can win this one just by staying in place. Mm -hmm. But that didn't happen, of course. Couldn't do somehow, it. somehow Tannehill is like re like reinvented Corey Davis perhaps like his career suddenly seems plausible he has. like none of these things are a little uh a little ridiculous it it's an exciting time uh, in Tennessee uh, they should temper their expectations because it is the chargers and uh, as we've seen literally anyone uh, under any circumstances whatsoever can beat the chargers uh, uh so it, it's you know we'll see what the future holds for the titans but yeah that was a uh, that was a fun watch. I think I saw a statistic that said the Chargers have turned the ball over like five times, like inside the five-yard line this year already, or something like that. It's like a shocking number. I, I didn't see that statistic, but I know the week before this one, we had an end zone uh, uh, interception. Um, this is exactly what they do, Dan. This is... <laughs> 
This this is exactly what they do. Well, if 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 there's a silver lining here, you went from rooting for the most miserable franchise to weirdly having like the most thrilling like fandom possible. <laughs> like cuz you, you win, yeah. you win every time. Oh man, I you know, I I laugh now um but sincerely, I would take that shitty team back in about 5 seconds if they move back to San Diego. So we've got a brand new segment we're going to try out in honor of our guest, Matt Kelly. It's called Hot Take, Tirade, Rudge. I'm very excited about this segment, John. Uh, but before we jump right into it, do you want to take a minute to tell me what this segment is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I guess I guess you should know uh, before we jump in. Uh, so uh, Matt Kelly, aside from uh, uh, his extensive football knowledge, is known for three things. His hot takes his tirades, and his obsession with brunch. So my thought is uh, uh, you and I could uh, arrange those things in any order. Like, for example, I, I, think, I think I might have a tirade uh, about uh, a hot take uh, about brunch, or if someone wanted to, they could prepare a brunch about uh, uh, hot takes or maybe hot cakes <laughs> and tirades, right? So you just take those three things he's known for and you let it ride. How does that sound? Yeah, okay. I think I can do that. All right. You want to go first, or should I go first? Uh, well, why don't why don't you why don't you kick us out here? Okay. And I'll think about mine. Okay. Think about yours. Because um, otherwise, this will seem completely pre-planned. Oh, well, yeah. No, this is this is as organic as as my my brunch. So, <laughs> uh, uh, okay. I'm gonna go on a, a tirade uh, because I've got a hot take about brunch. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready for that. Okay, so uh, every brunch restaurant in San Diego, every single one, uh, 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 they're called breakfast or, or brunch, but really it, it's it's pig meal. It's it's pig meal. If you want to eat an entire pig, uh, uh, go out to brunch. And if you don't eat uh, uh, pork products like me, uh, you're at a severe disadvantage. You, It's literally permeated its way into every part of, of the breakfast and brunch conversation. Pancakes are now infused with bacon. Bacon has made its way onto donuts. Bacon is in Bloody Marys. Okay, and it's not just bacon. It's sausage. There's sausage-infused syrup. Everything is sausage mixed in. Uh, just a week ago, uh, I exasperated, I said, do you guys have anything, anything at all, anything that doesn't have pork products in it? And my waitress said, uh, chorizo? Hey, chorizo's a pork product! It's a pork product, Devin. All I can do is drink coffee and sip orange juice and pray that my buttermilk pancake doesn't have a pig's head in it. Yeah, this is kind of like that uh, spam sketch, I feel like, the Monty Python. You're trying to get something with like a little bit less spam in it, and they offer you chorizo. 
you know, I'm not familiar with that sketch, but that, you know, maybe I, sure. Maybe just like that one. Sure. <laughs> listeners know. Listen, our listeners know. You yeah, write the show. Spam, spam. Yeah, there's a did, whole song about did you guys, it. Did you guys get that joke? Write the show at Solis Report at Devin MCI. Let us know if, if you if you got the spam thing. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I just had to get it off my chest. I don't know if it's great uh, show content, but there you have it. Yeah, I don't know either. I'm a I'm a pig. I'm a pig guy. Pig meal is okay with me. In fact, there's a rest there's a restaurant near me called Pig Beach. Huh. And it is a brunch place. So you're you're definitely right. Yuck. But uh, you know, you're just in the minority. That's your your uh, misfortune. I just I, I like pigs. I don't want to eat them. Yeah, I get that. All right. So I I um I think I'm gonna. I think I have a hot take. I think I have a hot take about brunch tirades. How does that sound? Um. Actually, that sounds pretty good. I just went on kind of a brunch tirade, so I hope, <laughs> hope that's okay. Right, so you had a, yeah, exactly. So my, well, you'll like this one, because my hot take here is that, uh, well, I'm, I'm talking about, like, tirades that oh, people like, go on. at brunch. brunch. At, at brunch. brunch. Okay. This is about brunch, but my hot take is tirades at brunch, and my hot take is that I'm for them. Okay. Uh, most people might see that as a little, like, antisocial, you know, really, like, dominating the conversation you know just sort of like a little self-centered uh-huh. but uh i'm actually fine with that i mean i'm 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 not the one making the tirade but i i uh <laughs> i just want to focus on my waffles over there you know like i this way i don't have to really make the small talk I so, just, so uh, when you go out to brunch with your friends and your friend just got into cryptocurrency and it's all he's talking about that's music to your ears Yes, exactly. It's like a twenty-minute Bernie Sanders slash Bitcoin uh, diatribe, and uh, you know, I eat my meal, and then I'm I've already calculated my my share, my my tip, and stuff, and then I'm out of there, <laughs> and then I can go home and watch the rest of the games. All right, all right. <laughs> so so long live the brunch tirade. That's my hot tip. All right, I, I actually I'm, I'm with you. I can see why Matt is so interested in these things. That was actually really fun. Following a team you love in 2019 can be time-consuming. Trying to follow everything happening in sports is almost impossible. Scrolling through every app and visiting every website on a daily basis, you can't do it. That's why I subscribe to Axios Sports, the best free daily newsletter in the land. Axios Sports is a modern sports page delivered directly to your email inbox. When you sign up for free at sports.axios.com, you'll get the best stories from the NBA and NFL to cricket and ping pong and everything in between. Axios Sports also highlights the most important stats and trends, giving you the ability to stay informed. It's super simple to sign up, and it's free. Join the 100,000 sports fans who get caught up on the day before it even begins. And best of all, there's no paywall, no subscription fee, nothing. This is free, curated sports content delivered directly to you. Sign up at sports.axios.com. All right, folks, I want to talk to you about Indochino.com, and this is a product that I actually love. Um, Pete Overzet made fun of me for dressing well when he was on the show, but I like dressing well. Uh, Indochino.com is a suit service, but they also do shirts, coats, and more. Everything is made to your exact measurements. Think about this. You go get a shirt off the rack. Uh, Nobody measured you. You just know you're a medium or a large or something like that. Uh, Not so with Indochino.com. You send them all of your measurements, and I mean all of them. 
and they will make a suit that fits custom for you. Uh, it's like a second skin, you'll never wanna take it off. Uh, you can choose your fabric, uh, make customizations, and once you submit it all, there's a short turnaround time of two weeks, uh, and it just fits perfect, assuming you don't uh, gain or lose a bunch of weight in the two weeks in between. If you do, that's your problem. Uh, um, start your style upgrade now with $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com when entering Blue Wire at checkout. That's code BLUEWIRE. All right, folks, you uh, saw him a little bit earlier. Uh, he has waited his turn. I'm so excited to announce uh, Mr. Matt Kelly from Roto Underworld and Player Profiler. Uh, Matt, uh, thank you so much for coming on my show. You know, you badger me enough, and you guilt me enough. I'll come on your goddamn podcast, John. Thanks so much, man. Uh, Devin and I really appreciate it. Um, I know you're short on time, but uh, um, one thing I think people uh, think of first when they think of Matt Kelly is hot takes. And um, you, you did something that made me really upset uh, in the off season, and I know Evan Silva was upset. Um, and I, I think, uh, gosh, uh, half the touts in the business couldn't believe you would do this. Um, but I'm talking about Hakeem Bustler. Mm. Hakeem Bustler, uh, uh, my, yeah. my number yeah. one wide receiver prospect, and, and you were calling him a bum from day one. And, and, uh, yeah, he was going one-on-one. Let's just be clear. Before the draft, rookie drafts in March had Hakeem Bustler at the 101. I saw it happen. It's true. I was These one of those are people. analysts I respect, too. These are guys that know things. We're drafting Hakeem Bustler first overall. And I couldn't believe it. I, I could not believe it when I saw it. And then the, just like a gift from the heavens, it just floated down into my hands. Bustler. And it had to be. It just had to be. It was too good. It was just too good. It, it triggered me pretty much every time I saw it because, um, you know, I watched, I watched the clips, man. You got this big, fast, dangerous mm. dude with a, an incredible final season. All the pieces were there. Uh, Poor yeah. man's Mike Evans. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No. Very, very yeah. much so. Yeah. Um, lesser Mike Evans. Sure. Uh, at least you're saying uh, lesser, and I'm going to ask you about that in, in a moment. But um, in a nutshell, how did you see this coming? How, how did you know when nobody else knew about Hakeem Butler? The NFL is moving away from wide receivers that look like Hakeem Butler. That's just what's happening. And I don't even like it. I want big X receivers to be heavily utilized in the NFL, but they're not. The NFL is moving toward the Torrey Holt, the Roddy White prototype. Guys that are six foot one, 210 pounds, with exceptional athleticism and impressive college resumes time and time and time and time again, those guys exceed expectations in the NFL and the traditional looking X receiver, the traditional looking number one so often flames out. They end up becoming these X decoys, the X decoy, like a Devonte Parker, a Josh Doxson, they're more common than the mega-producing X receivers that we know from you know, five years ago. 
Five years ago, they were much more prevalent. But now in the three and four receiver sets, the ability to get open, create separation, to gobble up yards after the catch, that Juju Smith-Schuster, that Chris Godwin's skill set is at a premium. And those that look like Mike Evans are being you know, discontinued. They're obsolete. Now, Mike Evans just happens to be the best of those guys, those outside, maybe catch the ball, maybe not, and fall down wide receivers. <laughs> he, he's the best of them, and he can survive as the best. Like, if you're the best of an endangered species, if you're the best polar bear, even if the glacier or the ice flow is melting all around you, you're going to continue to catch fish. You're going to continue to figure it out while the weaker polar bears die. But eventually, eventually, it catches up. Eventually, the world turns against you and you go extinct. And I just think that we're going to look back and we're going to laugh at the idea that we, we're chasing a 6'5", 230-pound wide receiver as if that guy shouldn't be converted to tight end. All right, hold on, hold on. Um, and I think you set me up perfectly here, Matt, because uh, you can argue with anybody. Um, what yeah, they should have converted Kelvin Benjamin to tight end. Like, he did himself a great disservice. If Kelvin Benjamin had been treated like Darren Waller sure. from the beginning, sure. I think that we would be looking at Kelvin Benjamin right now as this productive tight end. Like, if he went that direction with his body and with his training – and with the coaching, I think that he would be a starting tight end somewhere, and we would be talking about him as a top 12 tight, like a fantasy-relevant guy. Well, he and did. Like, he oh, did do I start Kelvin Benjamin? Or, or do I, you know, <laughs> a question, right? Delaney Walker or Kelvin Benjamin this week? Like, that would be a question instead of him just being gone. It, you know, Dev's right. I think Kelvin Benjamin's problem is in his uh, uh, second offseason, he put on 40 pounds. So he was a tight end, but they were – uh, sending him they didn't out on treat him as such. Yeah, they didn't you know, treat him that it, it way. It needs to be some muscle, right? It needs to be some muscle. And now, now D Darren Waller will admit that most of it was because of snacking. Right. But he had, he, he did put on 30 pounds as well. <laughs> right? So that's the thing. You go to Darren Waller's profile on Player Profiler, it looks super impressive, like 99th percentile speed score among right. tight ends. But it's like he did that at 230 pounds. He did that, that was a long time ago. Yeah, it's a different like guy. He was at – Georgia Tech, he's not that fast, he's not that bursty anymore, but a guy like Foster Moreau, he actually hosted those athleticism metrics at his current weight of 253. So in the longer term, that's why I think that a Darren Waller is one of the great sell candidates in Dynasty because Foster Moreau is coming. It's really easy with these tight ends. You can see with Greg Olson, Right, Ian Thomas. No one's talking about Ian Thomas. No, no one Ian is. Ian Thomas is coming. I love athletic. I mean, I'm an athleticism, you know, connoisseur. Right. And my favorite position in many ways is the tight end position because that's the position that in running back where athleticism really translates. Where at wide receiver, athleticism is more often a red herring. See Josh Doxson. See Hakeem Butler. I feel like every tight end is extremely athletic. Always, like I, if I if I just pick any uh, tall, goofy, white tight end, if I look up Kobe Fleener, if I look up um, Luke Wilson, these guys are are one hundredth percentile spark athletes. 
Um, there, there's just a lot of Jake Ballards out there that bring down the percentile. Sure. There are. There are. There's plenty. You just don't know them that well, and they're not fantasy relevant. But the NFL deploys them, right? Right. And therefore, they have to be in the database, and they really drag down all the percentiles to make all the guys that are out there running routes and catching passes look super athletic. When you look at their raw numbers, like Ian Thomas, he runs a 474. Is that that fast? Not really. But among tight ends that have played snaps in the league, that's 62nd percentile. It's still pretty good. Right. Which makes Will Disley all the more impressive. Will Disley is that guy. And yet he's been a monster producer. But when you are that much of an outlier and, and the 9 out of 10 of the tight ends in the top 12 in fantasy football are these upper percentile athletes, it, the, history has productions stacked. The, the future production probabilities are stacked against Will Disley. You made kind of a nice case for Mike Evans as, as oh, the, 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 question, the, the, polar, the polar bear you, king. You my number one issue with Akeem Bustler, do you want to know what my number one issue with Akeem Bustler was? Lay it on me. And, it's, and for those of you that like J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, you're not going to want to hear this. And I know Rotoviz loves J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, particularly uh, Blair Andrews. Ar- Sorry, Ar- Blair. Arcega. But I, I hate, listen, Arcega, I, I told Blair this to his face. I don't feel <laughs> bad because I told this to him to his face. Listen, the guy redshirted as a freshman. And if you're going to redshirt as a freshman, that's fine. That's fine. Okay, maybe it's Alabama, maybe it's Ohio State, maybe it's Clemson. Okay, maybe you're redshirting and and there's reasons. You're you're just you're buried, right? Maybe it's Clemson, uh, 2013, and you're looking at Martavis Bryant, DeAndre Hopkins. Maybe you're Jerron Brown, right? And and you're looking at the the most stacked wide receiver depth chart in college football history, like we saw at Clemson 2013. Okay. Yep. Right. Okay. You're redshirt. Fine. You can't redshirt at Iowa State. <laughs> you can't. Okay. And you can't get outproduced by uh, Alan Lazard. You know, in your in your junior season, you gotta be really good to be excellent at the NFL level. You have to be seeing the field as a true freshman, right? And then you have to be dominating by the time you're a junior. If you're not doing that, you could take your size-adjusted athleticism and you could fold it up into a little envelope and you could stuff it in the envelope, put a stamp on it, and send it literally anywhere in the United States. <laughs> but whatever a stamp costs, 40 cents, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm an elitist. I'm, I'm out of touch. I don't know what stamps cost anymore. I have people that stamp things for me. <laughs> so you just put the stamp in, in what do you, a mailbox? We still have mailboxes. You put it in a mailbox, oh, oh, ship it anywhere you want. I don't the, the, the insanely rich still have mailboxes, Matt. <laughs> you still, you still get and use mail. Uh, right. uh, so uh, what if I told you that uh, um, five years ago, a wide receiver uh, uh, was drafted into the league, and he was as young as Juju Smith-Schuster was when he was drafted, and uh, uh, one of the most incredible size-adjusted athletes the league has ever seen, uh, maybe since Calvin Johnson. And all he's done in those five years since has put up at least a 1,000 yards, 
every year, including 1,500 yards last year. You might call these counting stats, but 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 what I want to hear Was from 1, you: 1,524 yards exactly. Uh, you know what? I think I think we're talking about the same guy. You know what I want to hear, and you alluded to this earlier when you called him the the greatest polar bear. What what is the mansion case for Mike Evans? Oh, like? this is it. This is it because it's it's old now. It's old news. You you know that I haven't mentioned the Godwin is better than Mike Evans for a while because now it's yeah you were right. Equation. Look, I'm not saying he's right? better. I'm saying, saying today you've been right. It was crazy. Yeah, now it was crazy. It's been assumed to be true, and it's just you know it, it's self evident. I can move away. <sighs> I, you know, I, it's old news, man. Oh that, my that's god! A, you know, I, we're on, I'm on to fresh takes at this oh point. Oh my god! But then what you do is then my wheels get turning because you you and I are thinking very similar. Right. Is how can we flip the script? Well, yeah, man. You've changed your so mind so before. I, I, uh, I've heard you change. I was very early with Stefan Diggs, as was Rotoviz, and now I've been you know recently the first to recommend selling Stefan Diggs, avoiding him in seasonal leagues based on the Stefanski nonsense that you're going to see, and, we, and that's been playing out exactly. Mm-hmm. Huge volume concerns. So my idea is to to be early on to Stefan Diggs on the way up, early on the way down, and then guess what? Early on the way back up. So if you can just hit those Stefan Diggs inflections at every point, right. that's where I want to be. And I also want to be there with Mike Evans. I've already done it. With Chris Godwin, there's going to be eventually a sell point with Chris Godwin, and, and I'm almost there. I can't wait to be the first one to do that. That'll be fun. Oh, not, yet. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. <laughs> but Mike Evans, Mike Evans is interesting, man. Mike Evans is good. He has the early breakout age. I mean, he checks all those boxes. He would have been less prolific in college had he been tethered to anyone but Johnny Manziel. Being <laughs> an extra time to get separation, throwing the ball up having no care whatsoever about throwing it into traffic. Mike Evans being 6'5", that helps when you're 6'5", 230 pounds. That's what he was at Texas A&M. Unlike a lot of these other guys, he hasn't put on any weight. He isn't, you know, he's the same guy. That's yep. what he was. That's what gave Johnny Manziel the courage just to throw it downfield. And then he went to the Browns, and he was wondering why that wasn't working. <laughs> well, it wasn't working because you don't have Mike Evans, dog. Right? Well, Mike Evans is still right now tied for the league lead with DJ Chark for deep targets. Mm. And that's what you want. You want guys that have the, the, the target distance. He is number one in the NFL in target distance. So when you look at the depth of target, the total target distance, even the cushion, like NFL cornerbacks are respecting Mike Evans. They give him close to five yards of cushion. Some of these X receivers that are in outside their depth, they get pressed at the line of scrimmage, especially the, 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 the more svelte, right? So if you're – I like to look at BMI very closely. Remember when, remember when Tajay Sharp was supposed to be a thing? Yeah. But he was two, 185 pounds. I was like, no one has a BMI that low. Right. You know, he's going to get thrown around like a rag doll at the line of scrimmage. It's- they can't do that with Mike Evans because he's 200 – in 30 pounds. And then last year, he was a career best across the board. You pick an efficiency metric, whether it be catch rate, true catch rate, yards per ca- yards per reception, yards per target. He was actually top five in both of those metrics. He's never been top five in yards per target. So you could argue that he's been developing over time. 
And now that NFL teams start to see, oh, wait, Chris Godwin's the guy that we need to respect. Chris Godwin's the guy that can actually get the yak. Maybe they start to shade coverage toward Chris Godwin. And then it's just a matter of time before Mike Evans starts to tilt the balance back. You can see, you've seen this before. We saw that with Roddy White and Julio Jones. Yep. I mentioned that Chris Godwin is really the second coming of Roddy White. Well, isn't Mike Evans the Julio Jones in that scenario? And didn't you want Julio Jones if you had to pick between two great receivers? Didn't you want the outside receiver with the incredible catch radius, the pterodactyl? <laughs> right? So if I'm in the red zone also, if I'm a coach and I can drop any play in the red zone, I'm going to drop a play for Mike Evans, not for Chris Godwin. So all else being equal, I'd rather have Mike Evans, particularly at his current. He's much more attainable in Dynasty. You can say, hey, I'll give you full freight on Mike Evans. Let you get out of Mike Evans. You better, better trade Mike Evans now before his value really declines. You, don't you want a first-round pick in Dynasty for Mike Evans? Absolutely. First-round pick, bada-bing, bada-boom, done deal. You know, I have the luxury of um... – asking you the fun stuff and 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 talking about players but uh devin wants our show to be better for whatever reason i think it's perfect but um dev i know you had some questions for matt about just generally getting into this getting into this game is that right well i did i did have a question and this this has to do a little bit with this with, with the bustler stuff and you know i've heard that i've heard that fear leads to anger anger leads to hate and then hate leads to listeners. That's how it seems to work for your show. I, you have mastered you have mastered both sides of the force. You were saying earlier, player profile can be used for good. It can be used for evil. How have you mastered? It's like a, a judo technique. Like the the more the more people are angry at your takes, the the bigger fans they become of you and uh, your shows. Yeah. How do we do that? <laughs> hey, listeners, it's, it's listen, man. I'm figuring this out on my own uh, as we go. I'm figuring it out. But what I, what I've decided is that the listeners love more than anything else to be in on the joke. Mm. And if you just let them know that there's a wink and a nod at some point. Now they maybe it's it's like a video game where you could go many levels and never find a, an Easter egg, right? But you might be four shows in to your listening, and you you hear the wink and the nod, mm. and you're like, "Oh shit, this isn't actually that he's the, he's not quite as serious as he's portraying here." <laughs> and there's a, a bit of a there's a bit of an aha moment that people have where it's like, "Wait a second, this is just sports. This isn't serious. He's not that mad." He doesn't actually hate any players. He just hates ADPs. And none of, none of this is a big deal. Let's just enjoy it. And, you know, I don't know. At some point, I always make sure. And like I said, shows go by and I, you know, I forget. But I always, in the back of my mind, that's the one thing. I'm always like, let's make sure that I have a self-deprecating moment or a moment where I let the listener in on the back into the into the back room or the backstage and, and show them what's actually going on how the levers are being pulled and they they really appreciate that you know they really appreciate that and they also appreciate the perspective that this just isn't that serious Matt I know um, you're following at this point gosh uh, uh, Pete and uh, Sean 
and uh, even Curtis Patrick, three uh, well-known comedians. Uh, so I don't want to put you on the spot, but something we do every time we have a guest on is uh, we ask him to come in and tell a joke. And I mean a, an old school joke, okay, like with a, with a setup and a punchline, uh, the kind that kids used to carry around in their pockets. Is that something you could do for us? Was this on the show sheet? Yes. This was the show sheet. Oh my god! It's on the show sheet. Okay. I'm not going to do an old school setup joke. We're going to do a normal. Uh, we're going to do, do a, a stand up comedy joke. All right. Yeah, that's cool. Just for you. That's fine. For you. That's fine. <laughs> Are you sure? Well, yeah, of course. Like, only because you and I go back yeah, so, so I have far. a funny story that I, happened to me. All right. So I, my, my daughter wants to go on this Polar Express train ride, right? It's, a, it's an old school steam engine train, and Santa comes, and, and you sit, he, he walks down the aisle of the train, and they, they set up these scenes outside the train. They go very slow, and they have these Christmas scenes outside the train, and they serve cookies and milk and snacks, and it's great. The kids love it. And the kids are encouraged to wear uh, pajamas. And, you know, I'm always trying to be in it, right? Just in it. I'm in it to win it. Yep. I want to be a dad that's super engaged. And, you know, if, if my daughter's dressing up, I want to dress up. And, and I, I want to be, she's, you know, she's an only child. So I want to be, you know, I want to be her dad, but I also want to be her, her partner in crime. And, uh, all these fun activities. So I decided, well, I'm going to wear my pajamas too. And so I had this robe. I wore this robe with, with pajamas. And you know how, you know, pajama pants, right? So I had pajama pants. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the pajama, pajama top. And we're, we're at this. And, and, but I didn't really do the math on, you know, the timing. So we were over an hour away. And then the, the train ride is over and we're about to go home, but she's starving. Like she had the cookies on the train, but it wasn't enough. And it was dinner time. And there was this really good pizza place. And my wife was like, we should really go to pizza. She's starving. We can't make it home in time. But I'm like, okay, we were going to a restaurant that they don't have any context for that. We were just on this train ride that I'm wearing a, you're in a full of jammies. Yeah. With jammies. That's going to be weird. And, and it, and, it, and I, I wasn't, and you were waiting to be sat and it, it got worse. So it, I don't know what happened. Like it, it guys know this is just, it happens. Oh and, no. Oh Matt, no, no and, come on, man. And, no. And, this, and, it, and you can't, and there's no, normally, you know, if a guy has just a, a random boner <laughs> at some point, you, know, you get a hard on, you can't control it. I, I can tell, you know, especially well, all the, the the one female in this audience, the one woman. I can tell that what we do is we, especially wearing a belt, is, is you can actually tuck it into the belt, right? And and, and you, you put your shirt over, it and then you know, no one, no one knows. It's no one a knows no, what's it, going on. It's a known move. We've all done it's it. It's a known move. It's, it's a known move. All the women out there, it's a known move. Men just tuck it into their shirt, and their they tuck it into their belt, right? And they put their shirt over. That's the that's the move. Oh my god. So. It, the problem is, <laughs> if you're wearing, 
if you're in a restaurant and where they put us, where they finally sat us, it was the entire length of the restaurant. And then everyone is looking up here and who the fuck is this guy think he is wearing a bathrobe and pajamas? What the hell is wrong with him? Is, is he... You know, does he, is he does he think he's cool? Is he is he like a billionaire? And this is just how he goes out because he just doesn't care. You know, no, no. And what the hell is going on in his pants, man? I was ready to eat. So we ended up leaving a very big tip. <laughs> Folks, that is our show. Uh, thank you so much to our guest, Matt Kelly. Uh, next week, we've got Matt Friedman and probably a couple more jokes. So tune in. Thank you so much. Good night. rotoviz.com slash merch can't say slash can't say slash slash it's also it's slash. uh it's it's merchandise oh slash what merchandise. merchandise thank you wait let me type it let me type it <clears throat> folks if you want to support the podcast and we sure do appreciate it uh make sure you head on over to rotoviz.com slash merchandise slash 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 <laughs> slash why can't i do this dev okay I can't do it. I don't Slatch. Do it. Slatch. Fuck. <laughs> Rotoviz.com slash merchandise. Rotoviz.com slash merchandise. Okay. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.